When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Cosmopolitan's All The Way With. I'm Paisley Gilmore. And I'm Laura Capon. And this week we're joined by Catherine, who got divorced in her 20s. Um, And just so you know, this episode might sound a little different because it's one that we recorded in the studio um, pre-COVID times. Oh, do you remember being in the studio? I do. (laughs) There was was a jar of Chubba Chups. That's my favourite thing. Oh, that was the best bit. I really (laughs) liked being in an enclosed booth with you. I missed that deeply. I know. And actually meeting our guests as well. I know. Oh, it's so much better, like, getting on with people face-to-face, isn't it? But (sighs) Yeah, rather than asking them about their sex life, just... Not even looking into their eyes, (laughs) which actually was probably better for them. (laughs) Probably much better for them. So this week, I wanted to talk to you because my friend is trying to buy a flat. Mm. And basically, does being single hold you back, do you think? Because she was basically, she really liked this flat, went to sort of, went for a second viewing and then was told she basically couldn't afford it by her mortgage broker, despite the fact that she's on good money herself. And we were just saying, it almost seems like kind of impossible on your own to like get onto the property ladder. And it just kind of sucks. Definitely. I've thought about this so much. Like all my friends who are buying houses, which by the way is like 1% of my friends, um, are all people in couples. And Yeah, because it it makes you think, because she sort of said, it does make you see (laughs) why people then are just like just match with someone on Tinder and like, should we just get married? Yeah. <laughs> Not saying that's up. how every <laughs> how every married couple works. But do you know what I mean? That's I don't know, it's still kind of like a necessity in some cases. What's a necessity, sorry, to like to like, be coupled up to buy yeah. a house. Oh my God, definitely. Especially in London as well. Um I mean I I have completely not even ever considered that I will buy a house like it's not even on my radar it's not even one of my goals Same. because I don't ever want to live with a partner and I don't want to get married so it's like do we just accept that we're just going to rent for the rest of our lives like I'm 31 and I live in a house share am I going to live in a house share until I'm 40 because I'm I mean, single I'm, <laughs> I'm 34 and I'm living with my parents yeah but that's COVID relevant I win <laughs> in the worst game ever <laughs> But then I was trying to think of some, like, positives. Mm. And then I did think of my friend Lucy P. Um, She's an avid listener. She'll love that shout. I feel like a DJ when I give someone a shout out. (laughs) And she actually um, bought a flat with her friend, basically with her housemate that she lived together. Um, So it's a bit more complicated. And I feel like you have to give more compromise, maybe, in that sense. Because... Mm. 
it's not like you you are going to be stuck together forever. But I guess I just wanted to throw that in as an example to give us some hope. And also the other positive I thought, if you somehow do manage to buy a house or even if you're still renting, at least you can pick, like Paisley, you, you can pick whatever <laughs> living situation you want within your budget. Se- sex dungeon not- in the basement. <laughs> There we go. <laughs> Strap on room. <laughs> yeah, got it. <laughs> I can just imagine you walking around a flat with like a 20 something year old like estate agent with slick back hair. <laughs> and you're like, and this is where I just put uh, my dildo ring. <laughs> Thank you. That, do you know what? Really nice to hear the positives. Yeah, I actually, do you know what, it took me some time, but then I did think there are ways out. But it just, I guess it's just that little reminder of, I just mm. felt really sorry for my friend because, you know, you just think it is just that kind of, A, it's like you can't afford it and B, oh, you're single because you're doing it on your own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the double, double whammy. Yeah. So, but do you like that I haven't put as a positive, I haven't suggested that anyone should just go and marry a rich person. I do no, like I that. I've, yeah. given, I've given you other options here. Moving Carry on as mates. you are. <laughs> <laughs> or find a rich friend. There we go. <laughs> I mean, and I'm sure that Catherine as well, I mean, I feel like it's so long ago we spoke to her, but I'm, I'm sure she has great advice about changing your living situation. Oh my God, she definitely does. I remember it. <laughs> Shall we um, skip to past Paisley and Elsie and some much more smooth quality sounding audio? Yes. Today we're joined by Catherine, who got married at 22 after what she refers to as a whirlwind romance. She got divorced three years later at 25. Now in her 30s, she says she's no longer looking for a happily ever after. Catherine is a writer and she lives in Edinburgh. And hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. Thanks so much for coming. Thank you for having me. We're very happy to. Yeah. (laughs) So should we just dive right in? I'm like straight there. No no verbal foreplay, (laughs) just right in. (laughs) Sorry, Catherine. Um, So how old were you when you met your ex? Should we just say ex? Yeah. Um, I was 21. Um, We met and fell in love really quickly um we were um living together within two months of meeting yeah um he lived in glasgow and i lived in edinburgh and i spent every weekend at his house so it just ended up being the case that i ended up just moving in and hang on so you moved to glasgow yeah i moved in with him yeah um I, yeah, just uprooted my life because I was so in love with him. That's so um, nice. Can yeah. I ask, where you, I always love a love story, even if it doesn't have a happy ending. Um, <laughs> where did you meet? We met online in the, the infancy of internet dating. Um, Plenty of fish? Um, it was Match.com, actually. I think oh. I got I think I got a free trial in here. <laughs> <laughs> I met him on the free trial, so I got myself a good deal. <laughs> um, yeah, I was, I was sort of tired of, I think I'd uh, explored the Edinburgh dating pool to its fullest. So I decided to set my <laughs> net further afield and see if I could find someone. Up that radius. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not too bad. It's 45 minutes on a train. Oh, okay. uh, you know, sometimes it can take me that to get across Edinburgh, so that's fine. Um, and I thought, yeah, yeah. Um, it was we just clicked right away, and we we spent so much time together. It just made sense to move in with each other. Um, wow. And he he was uh, twenty nine when we met, so it, I was so looking he's a bit for, older. Yeah, but he was you know I was always 
attracted to someone a bit older, a bit more mature. Um, and he was started in his career. He was a journalist and um, had a really good job and really enjoyed his work. And there's there's something really sexy about someone who's good at their job yeah. and really enjoys it. It's like somebody with a talent and you think, oh, that's really attractive. <laughs> I completely agree. Yeah, with a passion. Yeah. Yeah. So did you know then you were like, I, I love you and I want to marry you straight away? Or Yeah, um, it, I'd never really felt like that before. Um, I had dated a string of losers and he was the complete opposite <laughs> yep he was the complete opposite of that and you know that thing where you, you think oh wow this is just this is it mm-hmm. um, about two weeks after we met I went on a holiday and to America and there was I don't know if it's sweet or creepy um, <laughs> he used to phone me in the phone box in the hotel every day at the same time to speak to me Oh, that um, is that's sweet. sweet. That yeah. is sweet. I'm into it because it was really, it was really difficult. Like, like international roaming and things were really expensive in those days. So um, he said, "Give me the number of the phone box in the hotel lobby." So he phoned me every day at the same time. Oh, um, no, Although, if I was on holiday with you, I'd be like, "For fuck." Yeah, <laughs> She's my off again. yeah, my mom and my sister-in-law were not having it. They were like, yeah, "This is ridiculous." You've only known them a couple of weeks. Um, did but they, did they support your move and like how quickly things were going? Yeah, they were slightly concerned. They thought, hmm, this is all a bit fast. But then they met him and they fell in love with him. And um, my oh. brother particularly, it's like another brother to him. He really, really got on with them really well. Um, they were very, very similar. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they welcomed him in. Uh, he was an only child um, and his mum lived in the Czech Republic. So he didn't really have a close family. So my family were quite happy just to take him in and uh, welcome him in, into our family, which was lovely. So you got married... How long after meeting? Exactly five months. It wasn't planned that it was going to be exactly okay. five months. Um, it just so happened we picked a location that we really wanted to get married in. Um, we got married in the Glen Eagles Hotel in Perthshire, which, um, trivia fact, was recently featured in Succession. <gasps> I love Succession. I yeah, in the it. second series of Succession, they went to Scotland <gasps> and they stayed in Glen Eagles. That, that massive castle? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Dude, <laughs> rolling in it for a journal. <laughs> Yeah, it Very was romantic. it was a beautiful day. We we got married in quite a small room, but um, <laughs> at the back. Don't ruin it, yeah, Kevin. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, but my dad actually to this day still has a receipt from the bar when he bought drinks because it was so expensive and so fancy that he he had to like tell all his friends about it. I was like, <laughs> yeah, that was ridiculous. I spent ninety pound on a round of drinks. Shit. Um, <laughs> yeah. Can I ask? Not in you don't have to say, but did you two pay for the wedding or did your parents contribute? Um, we paid for the wedding ourselves. It was quite a small um, wedding. My parents did offer to pay something, but in the end, we just took some money for a honeymoon. We went oh. to the Loire Valley and toured around there, um, went to lots of vineyards, ate lots of really, really good food, <laughs> and I didn't want to come home. <laughs> Can I wind back to the proposal? Yeah. <laughs> um, did you know it was going to happen? Well, we did it kind of backwards. What happened was um, we found out that this date, specific date, the 12th of March, was available um, at Glen Eagles. It was either going to be that or it was going to be much later on in the year. And that thing where you really want to get married to someone, you just want it to happen now. You didn't want to, we didn't want to wait. So we're like, right, we'll go for March. And I said, I'm fine. I don't need an engagement ring. We've decided we're going to get married. We'll tell our families. And that was, I, I wasn't expecting anything. And then at uh, midnight on February the 13th, um, he got down on one knee and proposed like with a ring. <laughs> and I was really surprised. I was like, why are you spending money on a ring? I don't need one. I'm already going to marry you. <laughs> um, so yeah, he bought me a diamond ring and that was a surprise. <laughs> um, and yeah, burst into tears. Even though I'm not 
an overly emotional person. I properly blubbed. I've never been proposed to, I don't think Paisley has either. No, mate, come on. But <laughs> when, so when that does happen, do you, I don't mean this in a mean way, but do you really think, yes, I am going to spend the rest, like, do you panic in that moment? Do you think, do I want to? It was, it was kind of, I, th- I think it just made it all the more real because at the time, you know, we just booked a venue and bought some flowers and, you know, that all sort of felt far away and abstract. And then it's like, oh, there's a ring and oh, this is happening. And it did kind of feel like more like, oh, wow, this is, this is reality's kicking in and this is quite scary. Um, but everyone was, you know, like, really surprised that there was now a ring and they're like oh so this is actually happening yes it is actually <laughs> happening we've paid a deposit that's that's all going ahead and yeah it did make it feel more real um than maybe it had been when we'd just been you know booking a hotel suite and um arranging flowers and buying a dress <laughs> I mean it all sounds pretty serious to me yeah. Don't oh, yeah, 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 it don't know about you. um so that w- you were 22 when you married yeah. um so what was it like when you were first married and when did it start? When did you start to think, oh, maybe it's not? Well, the first forever. year we just went on loads of holidays. We were, <laughs> I think we went on, great. I, yeah, I think we went on four holidays in our first year um, together. So it was just, it was lovely. We spent so much time together and it was, it was really, the honeymoon period lasted almost a year. Um, and then I... Um, Went to college um, to study journalism, which is how I ended up in, in this job. Mm-hmm. Um, and he had, had encouraged me. I had previously worked in admin and he said, you're a really good writer. Why are you not doing this? Why are you not pursuing this? So he supported me as I went to um, to college to study journalism. But I think going to college made me realise and being around people my own age made me realise that, oh, I have settled down incredibly young. Everyone was going out till three o'clock in the morning and I'm saying, oh, I've got to go home. I have a husband. (laughs) (laughs) And um, yeah, he wasn't really a big drinker. He wasn't really into going out. He was very much a homebody and um, things, you know, we started to have separate social lives, which I think is always a, a bad idea in a relationship when, you know, you can sense that. Um, you're both moving in different directions and different circles. And then um, when he turned 30, he really, really wanted to have a kid. Um, it became He became incredibly broody. Was this something you'd spoken about we had We had spoken about it before and I'd said that I wasn't really comfortable with having kids. It wasn't something that I felt that was part of my future. And he said, well, you know, you, you never know how you'll feel in the future. Mm. And, uh, you know, it's quite a fundamental thing to change your mind about on a whim. And um, he's, he was sort of really adamant about the having kids thing. And I said, I'm really not sure this is part of my future. Um, I had just become an auntie and I was very much into having an auntie, but it also cemented the fact that I don't want to have one of my own. Um and that became a big sticking point in our relationship. Um, he was desperate to be a father and I was desperate not to be a mother and to sort of explore my 20s and go out and have fun. And yeah, I'd say growing apart and uh, growing up and growing apart was really the, the thing that killed our relationship. Mm-hmm. Do you feel you fell apart as quickly as you fell in love? Yes, um, I think... I am quite a passionate person um, and, yeah, as as passionately as I fall in love, I can passionately fall out with someone <laughs> and I'm very good at holding a grudge as well. <laughs> Aren't we all? <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I think the, the passion that we had at the beginning very much uh, fed into the breakdown of our marriage. Um, 
the sort of the last year of our marriage was very tumultuous. Um, a lot of shouting and arguing, sleeping in separate beds was mm-hmm. it wasn't a lot of fun. But I felt that I needed to keep sticking it out because I didn't want to be a failure. I didn't want to go back to my parents and say, "Well, it didn't work out," because I I knew that so many people had you know I was I was expecting the "I told you so"s because yeah. so many people had expected us to fail because I was too young and we did it too quickly. Yeah. You didn't want to prove them right. Almost. Yeah, didn't want to prove them right. So we stuck it out for a year of arguing and tormenting each other, and then eventually said, "We can't do this anymore. It's just." not healthy to live in this do you think it was mutual that he also fell out of love with you or do you think that was a byproduct of you falling out of love with him i think i think it was mutual i think we we mutually began to despise each other <laughs> so sad. Uh, yes um no i i think once he realized that the the kids thing was something he would never be able to talk me into um that was that was it um and it's it's something like that it's not something you can persuade someone you know mm-hmm. if someone fundamentally does not want to have children you'll never be able to persuade them otherwise I think if they've got that idea in their head maybe he just thought as well because you were younger that yes he, he did the thing, thing of like you'll change your oh, mind people say that to me all the time and I'm like I know my mind that's yeah. patronizing and yeah I mean I think I think when I was about 12 I think when I first said to my mum I'm never going to have kids. And I think she's the only person I know who actually wanted her daughter to have a teenage pregnancy. She was so desperate to be a grandmother (laughs) that she was absolutely willing for me to go and have a kid as soon as I possibly could. And I said, no, it's not part of my plan. Luckily, my brother has two children, so um, fulfilled that need. Uh, (laughs) The pressure's off you. the pressure's off. But um, yeah, I think once you've you have something that splits you so divisively mm-hmm. it's really difficult to come back from that who said the d word first divorce basically <laughs> um i think it was him um because at first i said right well, we can separate we can see how it goes and he says well if we're going to separate it really needs to be a divorce it needs to be final um and I said, well, that's fine. I have no idea how you get a divorce. <laughs> Do I have to Google that? <laughs> um, it, because the thing is, I, none of my friends were even married at the time. Um, so I was the only person who'd been married, let alone divorced or separated. So it was all very strange. Um, and you were 25 at this point? Yeah. Wait, okay. Um, so it was, I had to move back home, um, which was a real culture shock. Um, I first left home when I was 17. So. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. I was used to being independent, um, so moving back home as a mid-twenties divorcee was very strange. What effect did that have on your like confidence and self-esteem? Yeah, it was It was really strange. I mean, I immediately regressed back into the child role um, because I'm the youngest child. I <laughs> immediately went back to being like a teenager um, <laughs> and it was quite argumentative. And also because I was in pain, um, mm-hmm. you, know, I, you know, I was heartbroken. And although I knew that the marriage had to end, it still didn't make it any less painful when I moved back home. And yeah, my my self-esteem totally took a dive um, and it was really difficult to sort of have the confidence to even see people because I felt so humiliated when um, people saw me and they're like, oh, how are you doing? And it's like, well, I've moved back home and I'm getting a divorce. And everyone would sort of, oh, you know, the the head tilt and the, Uh, yeah. It's yeah. so frustrating that divorce is seen as a sign of failure because yeah. if anything, it's like we recognise this wasn't right and it's a positive change, yeah. I think. Did you... Yeah, because like I, um, because we had sort of tried for years to sort of make it work um, and I know people who've been in relationships where they have tried for years to make something work and they have absolutely destroyed the other person that they're with and um, hurt themselves and I just think you have to make that decision and cut your losses and say... It's not working. We need to do this for the sake of our, you know, mental health as well as anything, because it's it's not a nice environment to live in when you're um, constantly fighting and bickering mm-hmm. and trying to win points against the other one. It's just it's exhausting. Uh, you know that saying, "Better to have loved and lost." <laughs> um, do you wish you'd never met him or never got married? No, um, I. I think it was the most transformative relationship I've ever had in my life. Um, When I met him, I had incredibly low self-esteem, low self-worth. I had imagined that I would spend the rest of my life in rubbish admin jobs, um, not making anything of my life because I didn't deserve any better. And through him, I discovered my love of writing again. And um, he gave me sort of the confidence and the, the push I needed to sort of change my life. And... We saw so many countries together and we experienced so many things together that I would never want to give that up and erase that. I mean, it was hard, but also it showed me sort of what I was capable of and what, you know, love is great when you have it. Yeah, and your whole career now, that's so true. It grew you as a person. Yeah. And how did it transform the way you view relationships or the way you you think about what you'd like in the future? I think it's made me realise that marriage is not something that I'm really comfortable with um, again. I don't think I would ever get married again. I'm quite firm on that. Mm-hmm. Um, I do um, enjoy dating. I love dating. I love people. But I just don't see me being comfortable being in a long-term relationship and being tied to someone in that way again. I like my freedom. I like to be able to go off on holiday when I like and um, sort of be impulsive and go off on a whim and take a job somewhere and um, yeah I feel that if I was in a relationship that would probably um, dull that. Do you um, think marriage is just outdated now? I 
think possibly. I think for some people it works. Um, I mean, the idea of marriage, I mean, we think about it in olden times. Um, you know, you only live to your 40s or 50s and, you know, <laughs> you can marriage, enjoy someone. Marriage, marriage was quite a short uh, prospect. And now, um, you know, you've got, there's a spike in divorces, um, I think, in the over 65s because I think that thing that you're meant to be with someone forever, I think it, it's, it's really difficult because you realise that forever is a lot longer than you had anticipated. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, yeah, I, I think it probably is a, an outdated um, notion. And I think just the way that dating has changed, that you know, the whole landscape has changed. It's so much easier to date than it used to be um, with apps. And Did you get back on the apps after you divorced? I, I did. Um, and it was weird because um, if, well, it, the app's not so much because you don't generally put that you're divorced in your bio, but if you go on a traditional um, dating site and, you know, you put in your divorce and nine times out of ten I'd get a question like, oh, you're divorced. Uh, not now that I'm in my 30s, but when I was in my 20s, it's like, wow, that's that's really uncommon. What's what's that? Tell me your story. Would that be their opening line? A, a couple of times, yeah. They're like, you know, they, something they would pick up on. Like, whoa. And do you think there was a judgment that came with that? Yeah, I definitely think there was a judgment that came with that. Whereas I would never have questioned um, dating someone who was divorced that it would be a bad thing. I'd probably think it was a good thing because at least they had committed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I know you've committed. <laughs> and you can do that again. <laughs> you can do that again. Do you think then it's like a gendered thing? Yeah, I definitely think um, there's a sexism in, with regards to divorce. Um Divorced women are seen as, you know, failures and, um, you know, potential to become cat ladies. <laughs> nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with Hate being cats. A, nothing wrong with being a cat lady. Whereas divorced men, as I say, they've they've committed, they've taken that leap, and, um, y- yeah, the, I think it's more like, oh, poor you. I'm, I've I've. I have friends who've dated divorced men who've said that, oh, the poor man, oh, look at what he's been through. It's like, what about, the poor, what about his ex-wife? You know, you don't know what's going on there. I I would say, though, if I'm on a dating app and, and a guy's divorced, it, it puts me off a little... Because I just worry that there's, like, baggage there. Yeah, no, yeah, that's the thing, the baggage. And that's the problem with a dating yeah. app, isn't it? Because it's... And that you haven't got to know someone. You're just purely judging them yeah. on these like stats and vitals and whether you want to date them. But the, the likelihood is that whoever you date will have had long-term meaningful relationships probably. So there's going to be baggage regardless, like whether they were married or not, right? No one comes to you fresh out the box. Totally agree. Oh, sorry. I think, I just, <laughs> sorry, mate. I know, I really agree. I think it's just the dating app format that you... It's like you're just picking of like, well, if I don't have to, then I guess... No, uh, right. Like, I think just yeah. how it's presented, yeah, because you don't have anything else to judge them on. Yeah, no, I think yeah. the baggage thing is definitely something that um, is thrown around with women a lot. Because I know men who will filter out women who have kids who've been divorced. Yeah, um, and I, I think that's that's wow, that's ridiculous. Um, and as you say, you know, you could have been in a long term relationship for sixteen years or six years, and you know, it doesn't make it any less valid than a mm. marriage, but. You know, everyone has their own baggage. It's, exactly. it's part of life. You said to me that your ex-husband actually moved on and got married quite quickly. Is that yeah, right? Yeah, he got remarried um, four years after we got divorced. Um, he was hell-bent on marriage and kids, right? Yeah, he, and he had a, a baby the year later. So, yeah, he was very much 
on that track of I need to get married and I need to have a baby. And that is fine. Um, He got what he wanted and I have absolutely no problems with that. Just as I got to be, I got to experience my 20s a little bit later than I had anticipated. (laughs) I had a few years of um, domesticity. Um, And then, yeah, got to go out and date around and sort of find out what I want, which is to have um, as much fun as I can whilst also keeping my independence. I also, like I think that shows it was the right thing to do because mm-hmm. you've both done, you've mm-hmm. done your career mm-hmm. thing, yeah. he's done the baby family thing mm-hmm. and, and you would never have done it together. Yeah. Are you still friends? Do you keep in touch? Uh, not anymore, um, but it's just sort of not for any malicious reasons, just that it's we just don't sort of move in the same circles anymore. Uh, he's friends with my brother and sister-in-law. Um, my brother and him were very close in age and personality. So, yeah, but it's not malicious reasons. It's just that we just don't have any sort of thing in common anymore. And it sometimes feels so long ago that it's difficult to remember what it was like to be together, which is yeah. strange. It almost doesn't feel real, does it, yeah. when you look back yeah. on things like that? Especially if you've then been apart for longer than you mm. were together. Yeah, that's the thing, yeah. It's it's because it was so long ago and... Um, our time together was so short that, yeah, it does feel like, wow, did that really happen? Yep, that was, you know, it was like another life ago. And what advice do you give to your friends now who say, oh, they're thinking about getting married? Do you give any? Do you stay out of it? I, I do generally stay out of it. Um, I think there's only one of my close friends who isn't married now. Um, one has been divorced and one um, is on their second marriage. She's very keen on. She's very keen on marriage, and uh, yeah, no, I did. I sort of became the the go to breakup guru um, because I'd been through a proper breakup. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. They usually, you know, give me air quotes when they say that. Um, yeah, I became the sort of go to uh, breakup guru and sort of advice. And if if I leave this um, relationship, is my life going to be over? And it's like, no, it's like, no. Really, look at no, me. No, I'm it's thriving. fine. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and there was a, you know, it, my friends were really good and they did rally around me um, when I moved home and um, took me out and got me drunk and sort of put me back together, which was great. And I'm always happy to repay the favour. But, you know, I, I don't have anything against marriage. And it's whilst my friends are happy to settle down, as I say, it's just not something that I'm going to be comfortable with. So I can give my advice on don't, you know, don't tell all your uh, wedding suppliers that this is for a wedding because they will automatically add <laughs> oh, 50% to the bill. Um, so I can give them wedding tips um, and how to have a cheap wedding, but I can't really tell them um, how to live happily ever after, unfortunately. <laughs> There's no such thing, right? No. Okay. So I know I asked at the beginning um, about who paid for the wedding, um, and that was just thinking further down the line if your parents, if they had paid and they were kind of angry about it but when you did divorce what happened in terms of money well that was a strange thing because I had moved in with him and I was um, a student I was working in a bar so I didn't really have a lot of money Um, I had a lot of credit card debt though because we went on a lot of nice holidays and I felt bad about not paying for anything so I took out some credit cards and when we got divorced and I moved back home um, yeah, I was I was like sort of left with a lot of debt, which I didn't really consider, 
you know, the financial aspect of it because he was so good and he took the financial burden for a lot of things because he was, you know, the main breadwinner in our relationship. Um, and I think that was that was one of the difficult things. It took me quite a while actually to get out of that debt because I had sort of been living as a student who also enjoyed uh, the finer things in life. <laughs> and then sort of coming back home to a bump and realising that, oh, actually, I have to pay all this off and I don't really have anyone to support me through it. Um, and I didn't tell my parents about it because I was quite embarrassed that I had run up, um, I think, about £15,000 worth of debt was a student which I think is quite normal. Yeah, people yeah. just don't talk about it. No. no. Um, so yeah, that that was that took a while to get out of, which was another thing that I was proud of that I, I did manage to pay my way out of, um, work my way out of that debt. But I think that's also something that comes up when I speak to friends that they are in relationships and they feel that it's difficult to leave because they they feel that they can't financially leave, they can't afford to live on their own or move out, pay a deposit. Because a lot of the time it's either in joint names or it might be in their partner's name, the house they live in. And I think that is something that um, is not talked about often enough. And so it can be quite embarrassing and humiliating at the time that you have to admit that I actually don't have the money to do this. Yeah, yeah and who, I wouldn't have that money if you then had to just pay mm. a lump sum to pay someone out. Mm. Had you, because um, you moved into his. Yeah. Had you split the mortgage and things equally? Was that ever? Did you ever kind of explore with a lawyer or a solicitor? Um, I said I was quite happy to leave with my debt. <laughs> he could keep everything that he had, and I would just leave with my debt, and that would be fine. We were lucky that we didn't have any shared assets. Um, I have had a friend who's gone through a divorce, and that was quite a difficult thing um, because of the shared assets in the home, and you have to go into who contributed what. And I contributed some pizzas and beers when we were on holiday <laughs> yeah I, I, I paid for a lot of pizza and uh, Friday night takeaways but um, my job didn't really pay for much at all what about the cost of the actual divorce the actual divorce itself was only about 500 pounds because what we did oh, was, that's yeah, cheap. <laughs> yeah well it it was comparatively cheap because we had no because we didn't involve any lawyers we didn't have any mm. assets if we had started to involve lawyers and had to split things, it would be we'd be talking five hundred pound an hour to uh, go go through oh a divorce. Um, so yeah, we were lucky that we were able to um, have uh, quite a simple divorce based on the fact that we were living apart and weren't going to reconcile, and we didn't have any children. So it is really better to divorce on amicable terms because yeah. then you don't have the back and forth. And... Yeah, no, I mean, and that's the thing. We did keep in touch quite a lot. Um, during the, the time that we were apart, um, you know, for the divorce and just checked in with each other. We had to send forms back and forward and we kept it amicable. But I know for a lot of people that's that's not an option. Um, you know, sometimes when they leave, they have to make a clean break for it. Yeah. So ultimately, it did cost you money and you did go home and have to live with your parents and pay off loads of debt, but it was ultimately a really good thing for you. Yeah, no, it was, it was something that made me realise how resilient I am. Um, I, you know, I went into that relationship, you know, with quite low self-esteem and came out with a lot more confidence um, and the love that I had um, sort of made me feel that I can love again and I can't think of something. You're going to make us cry. <laughs> yeah, why, am I, why am I suddenly excited to get divorced? <laughs> you are. When she heard it was 500 quid, she was like, fuck it. Can't wait to I get divorced. <laughs> well, thank you so much for no. speaking to us. Thank you for having me. Thanks. Thank you, Catherine. 
Oh, I really loved Catherine. Did you? Yeah, I thought she was really uh, inspiring, I'd say. Because I do think there's, with divorce, there is still that stigma attached to it. And especially, I guess, doing it so young. Mm. But I love how she was kind of just like, kind of unfazed by it almost to an extent and is in such a happier place now. Oh my God, yeah. I think it's still seen as like a failure, isn't it? Like people who are divorced Mm. are often thought of as like, oh, that didn't work out. But actually, I think it shows like incredible commitment to making yourself happy. You're like, that thing wasn't right for me. I'm making a big life change to do something that is right for me. I don't know. I think it's really like, I think it's a green flag as opposed to a red flag in someone. Exactly. And it's really brave because I think mm. you could just stay being unhappy and then what get to sort of, um, I'm using quote marks, a more appropriate age mm. and get divorced. And like, what a waste of like your life and their life. Exactly. I think a lot of couples do do that and stay together just because, you know, we're married, so we should. It's like, no, YOLO, as they say. Do they still say that? <laughs> <laughs> no, n- <laughs> literally no one says YOLO anymore. <laughs> okay. <laughs> This is <laughs> this brings us to the end of this episode of Cosmopolitans All the Way With. Thanks to Catherine for joining us and to you for listening. If you have any sex questions or dating dilemmas, message us on Twitter or Instagram at Cosmopolitan UK. Cosmopolitans All the Way With was recorded by Number 8 Studios and is available to download on Acast, iTunes, and all the usual podcast apps. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.